the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Last Sunday was Shavuot, and I started discussing the gift of tongues, not because it's the most important or the least important gift of the Holy Spirit, but because it causes the most division. (laughs) As we begin with prayer, my desire is to explain the gifts of tongues from my perspective and hope that my transparency will allow everyone to listen and then decide for themselves without causing division or getting angry. Let's pray. Avinu Malkeinu. Our Father and our King, we love you, we praise you, we honor you, we thank you. What a what a wonderful season it's been, and, and now we go into the summer, Lord, and it's, it's up to us to really make sure that we are revived on a daily basis, Lord. Help us to be intimate with you, Lord, each and every day. Help us to be excited and expectant about what you are going to do and that the love of Messiah would be deep within us. So we bless you, we thank you, and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen and amen. Before we begin uh, the discussion or the continuation of the discussion today, uh, consider supporting this program financially to help us stay on the air. Your gift or monthly pledge would be really a blessing at this time. Also, we'd love for you to visit one of our four congregations, especially with your pre-believing Jewish friends. We're in St. Pete, Tampa, Wesley Chapel, and South Bay, which is the Riverview area. So please check our Shoresh David websites for times and locations. We would love also to bring our teachings to your church, speak to your pastor, and ask him to invite us to speak at your services or a Bible study, or that we could do separate seminars. Um, We talk about uh, Leviticus 23 Holy Days. We talk about the end of days. We talk about the one new man. There's so many areas that 
we address and uh, we believe we could truly bless the people in your church. Also, uh, consider listening to last week's introduction to the gift of tongues if you haven't already heard it, because I'm not going to review very much of it uh, this week. So let's begin with some agreement. Can we agree (laughs) that the Holy Spirit distributes gifts to believers? Okay, there, we finally agreed, right? Now, I also believe that the gift of tongues is one of those gifts. So I mentioned last week that my opinion about Acts 2 was that the tongues there were different uh, languages that were understood by listeners in their own language. So even though this was a miracle uh, by the Holy Spirit, I believe that those tongues are different than the tongues mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14, which need interpretation. So, from last week, some basic ideas about tongues. Um, Number one, we should desire them. Um, In fact, we should desire all the gifts. That means, at some level, you're capable of having all the gifts. Number two, tongues in a corporate setting needs interpretation, right? Number three, generally, tongues is a personal gift that should lift you up, encourage you, strengthen you. Number four, as important as gifts are, including tongues... Love is far greater of importance to the Lord. If we do not have love, we have nothing, right? We're just a clanging symbol. And number five, tongues will cease when Yeshua returns. Okay, so remember that if you disagree or have questions with me, I would love for you to email me. And I will try and answer your question either on broadcast or answer your questions through email. Uh, Today, let's look at 1 Corinthians 14 for more instruction about tongues. So we start with uh, chapter 14, verse 2. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to people, but to God. No one understands, but in the Ruach, He speaks mysteries. So this is a really interesting scripture. Tongues is given to us to speak to God in some way. And it's, it's, it's the Ruach, the Holy Spirit is, is helping us to do this. And really no one understands unless obviously you get an interpretation. Okay, so we go on to chapter 14, verse 4. It says, one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but one who prophesies builds up the community. And I think, wouldn't you agree that makes sense? Um, When we speak to God, we are building up ourself, and that's what tongues is all about, I believe. But if you prophesy... Generally, you prophesy to the community, and um, and that is wonderful as well. Both gifts build up, but one builds up the community, and 
the other builds up ourselves. Now in 1 Corinthians 14.5, Now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more that you prophesy. So Paul is saying that he wants everybody to speak in tongues. He didn't say some people. He didn't say the ones who got the gift of the, from the Holy Spirit. He said, now I want you all to speak in tongues. And then he goes on to say, one who prophesies is greater than one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets so that the community may be built up. You can see where God is going with this concept that it's all about building up the community, not being a stumbling block, not causing division. All right? Won't you agree with me on this? So Paul wants everybody to speak in tongues. What's your thought on that? There are probably many people listening to me who do not speak in tongues. And I would challenge you, Paul, just because of Paul's words, right? Now, these gifts are both valuable, but especially tongues when interpreted. So, this is what it's all about. 1 Corinthians 14, 6. But now, brothers and sisters, if I come to you speaking in tongues, how will I benefit you? Unless I speak to you by way of revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching. So, another reason why I believe, for the most part, that tongues should be a private gift. Look, if you have a gift of interpretation, if you really understand what the tongues are about, then it can be used in a group setting. In our congregation, for the most part, we don't have tongues because uh, we don't really have the confidence Uh, to be honest with you, that there will be a valid interpretation. So this is how I understand these verses. And um, as I said, you're you're free to disagree. 1 Corinthians 14.9. So also with you, with your tongue, unless you utter speech that is intelligible, how will what is spoken be understood? For you will be talking to the wind, It may be that there are many kinds of languages in the world and none without meaning. So in terms of languages, all languages have meaning, but tongues is is different than a language. And in a sense, uh, there's something going on inside of us when we speak in tongues, but it is different from the language of the world. 1 Corinthians 14, 13, Therefore, let one who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. Do you get uh, the idea that there is repetition going on here? <laughs> yeah. And and it's important that things are repeated so that the concepts are not only understood, but we, we, we see the importance of this. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. I read some commentaries that said, well, why would you speak in tongues if your mind is unfruitful? Actually, that's the whole deal there. Um, The beauty is that your mind is not thinking of a thousand different things. You are focused on tongues, and you are, in a sense, worshiping and speaking to God. So, So the verse continues, what is it then? I pray in my spirit. 
but I will also pray in my mind. I'll sing praises with my spirit, and I'll also sing praises with my mind. There are times where we are singing in the English language, and we are praising God, or we are praying, and that, of course, is great. There are other times where we pray and we sing in the spirit, and that is different. But it doesn't mean that it's not right. It just means it's different. Okay. Uh, 1 Corinthians fourteen eighteen. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Now, with this kind of uh, declaration of Paul, I'm, I'm really seeing that tongues is not just a language. Tongues is something that Paul does to get closer to God. And so, because this is, I believe, what he is saying, he is encouraging others to speak in tongues by saying that he does this a lot. (laughs) Tongues is part of what gives him the, um, in, in a sense, the power in the Holy Spirit to function the way he does. Now, look, this is my interpretation of it. It doesn't say all of this. I grant you this. But uh, I also feel that it's very clear that he says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. So there's got to be some benefits to this. 1 Corinthians 14, 19. However, in Messiah's community, I would rather speak five words with my mind, so I may also instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. And again, this is a repetition of saying that unless you have interpretation, don't use tongues in public because they are almost useless. We see in 1 Corinthians 14.21, in the prophets it is written by those with strange tongues and by the lips of strangers, I'll speak to this people and not even then will they listen to me, says Adonai. And then that goes with the next verse, 22, therefore, tongues are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. But prophecy is a sign not for unbelievers, but for believers. I've got to be honest with you. I don't understand that verse. (laughs) I just don't. I don't understand how tongues is a sign for unbelievers. So if you have a understanding of that verse, feel free to email me and let me know what you think it means. 1 Corinthians 14.23. It doesn't, by the way, it doesn't take away the validity of the verse. It just means I don't understand it. There are a number of things I don't understand in Scripture. Uh, Maybe you understand everything. Okay. 1 Corinthians 14, 23, the next verse. So, if Messiah's whole community comes together and everyone speaks in tongues and uninstructed or unbelieving people come in, won't they say you're crazy? Probably. Um, Verse 26 and 27. Was it what is it then, brothers and sisters, whenever you come together, each one has a psalm, a teaching, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. So there you go. Um, This is what why some people feel you should be able to do it in a congregation. They say when you get together, you know. Come with a psalm, a teaching, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. 
But then it says, let all things be done for edification. So if I have the confidence that tongues would be interpreted correctly, we could do that in the congregation. But I'm being honest with you. I don't. So we don't. (laughs) Okay. And then the verse finishes, if someone speaks in a tongue, let it be by two, at the most three, each in turn, let one interpret. Okay. 1 Corinthians 14.39, therefore, brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and do not forget, forbid speaking in tongues. So the last verse in this chapter is don't forbid speaking in tongues. So all I can say to you is, don't forbid speaking in tongues. How's that for interpretation? Look, approximately 1975, my wife Pat and I received prayer from a pastor and his wife. And at that point, we were believers, but after that prayer, we were never the same afterwards. That prayer launched what I would call our real walk with the Lord. I started reading and studying scripture like never before. Because of that time period and uh, friends and others who encouraged me, I started reading a few books on speaking in tongues and studied also the scripture on it. Now, being quite conservative, that's my nature, uh, it was strange that I had such a great desire to speak in tongues. And also, I had a tremendous desire for the miracle of healing to be manifested. So, I believe that God wanted me to seek him for those two gifts in particular, Well, six to eight months later, yes, it took that long, I started to speak in tongues. I can't, I don't have time to go into what happened for those six, eight months and why it was so lengthy, but uh, I was very unsure of myself, thinking that I was just making up words, but it came down to just, you know, trusting God and walking out that trust. Look, similarly, for years, I questioned my salvation in those early years because my coming to the Lord was so faith-based. However, there too, after some time, I realized that trusting in God looked like something. I couldn't say I trusted him and not believe that I had received my salvation. Honestly, Insecurity was something I wrestled with, and I have wrestled with most of my life, but really never discussed it with anybody, including my wife. Uh, However, for the most part, my insecure feelings did not stop me from doing the things that I believe God has called me to do, uh, especially in the work world, even though I never have thought I was good enough for pretty much anything that I've ever done. But praying in tongues has been a large part of my prayer life for about 45 years. And I believe it is responsible for getting me from my insecure feelings to overcoming those insecure feelings and seeing victory in my life. Very few days have gone by where I have not prayed in tongues. Oftentimes, when I pray and lose my concentration, I will pray in tongues to regain my focus. Other times, I just don't know how to pray, and tongues kick in. 
before I pray over people at the synagogue, I always pray in tongues, but I do it silently because I don't want to be a stumbling block, as I believe God still honors this, but I, I don't want to cause other people problems. When I pray in tongues, I sense more of God in my life. My insecurities are overcome, and I have the confidence to walk in God's direction with his strength. I believe that a good portion of my transformation to be more godly is directly attributed to my speaking in tongues. Look, I came to know Yeshua through faith. I started speaking in tongues through faith. I believe God honors a faith walk. So let me summarize to you how I see the gift of tongues. Number one, it is primarily a personal gift. And as it says in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14.4, one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself. But Ephesians 6.18 says, pray in the Ruach, pray in the Spirit on every occasion with all kinds of prayer and requests. And I believe that's referring to tongues. Sometimes a believer doesn't know how to pray. I told you that was my case. You know, you can't express yourself in prayer or the words seem inadequate. The gift of tongues is a private prayer language between you and God. So Romans 8.26 is a scripture that I felt was kind of my scripture in this area. In the same way, the Ruach helps in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Ruach himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. Okay, secondly in my summary, corporate use for the gift of tongue should have an interpretation. And three, uh, it should be a sign for unbelievers. Now, I've already told you I don't understand that. But just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it's not true, right? I mean, there are a lot of things I said I don't understand, but it's in God's Word, so I've got to believe it. My experience with tongues is definitely a Romans 8.26 experience. I pray in tongues mostly alone, and when my mind doesn't know how to worship God, tongues just jump in. I find power and encouragement in speaking in tongues. So, um, this is the end of my teaching on tongues. Next week, we'll do some more fun stuff as we look at the gifts and the power of God's Holy Spirit. But again, if you have thoughts on this, uh, please let me know. And, oh, you know, I didn't answer these questions. Can everyone get this gift of tongues? I believe the answer is yes. How do you receive the gift of tongues? I believe by faith. No formula, just begin by faith. So, if you have thoughts, questions, you want to email me, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Got it? Rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Again, would love for you to visit one of the Sharesh David congregations. We're in South Tampa, St. Pete. Wesley Chapel, and Riverview. We just love to have visitors. Bring your kids, bring, bring your uh, pre-believing Jewish friends, bring your church friends. We, we love you all. And also invite us 
one of our rabbis to speak at your church. We'd love to do that. We share about how to share your faith with Jewish people or the Feasts of Leviticus 23. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. Consider supporting us uh, as our bills are a little bit on the higher side than our gifts, so it'd be a blessing. Again, call Karen, 813-831-5673. May the Lord be your first priority, and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Join me as we close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.